Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. You guys, I am so amped up about today's episode. It is so good. I tried to record this with Zach yesterday. I had internet issues and we re-recorded it today. He is such a nice guy. This episode, you're going to get so much out of this episode, whether you are a business owner or not. We talk about choosing to focus on the things that you can control when life throws you things that are completely out of your control. We talk about relationships. We talk about raising kids, uh, raising kids in a blended family. We talk about routines, how to take care of yourself and your partner while also doing a million other things, launching a business right before COVID. So, so much in this episode. Let me give you a little background on who Zach Jordan is. So he is married to Jerica. She is the one that basically started the business. He shares um, about how they brought the business into fruition. So Zach and Jerica are the creator of creator of creators of Rigwa. He they're obviously both married, have five kids. They he has worked with large multi-billion dollar recruiting firm for 17 years. Uh, he had different roles there. They started Rigwa in November 2019, just three months before COVID started. She has a background in real estate and they had this idea one day of after having uh, queso at the dinner table with their kids. And it's a really, really cool story. So he explains exactly what Rigwa is, what the Rigwa Bowl is, other products that they are going to be launching soon. I got the Rigwa Bowl at a women's retreat and I've been using it ever since. What I love about it is it keeps my food cold. I have not put anything warm in it actually because it's just been so hot. So I've been um, eating my muesli out of there with um, milk. I've been eating my yogurt out of there, salads, fruit. There's so many ways to use this bowl. It's also a great gift with the holidays just upon us here. It would also be great in a lunchbox. Anyway, there is a discount code that we give you guys at the end of the show. Also, if you share this episode on your story, you can win a Rigwa bowl, Rigwa spoons, uh, inserts. It is a great, great giveaway. So stay tuned to the end where we give you all the details on that. Okay, you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So today from the intro you saw or you heard that I have Zach Jordan here from Rigwa. We tried recording this yesterday. We recorded bits of 
in parts and but uh the internet i was on the wrong internet that's like a newbie mistake that i i i'm not a newbie anymore <laughs> i've been doing this for two years so thank you so much zach for joining me yet again today and it's gonna be amazing round two here we go <laughs> Round two, let's make it strong. So, okay, can you explain to the listeners what the Rigwa Bowl is? I know you have more products coming out, but can you just give a simple explanation of what exactly the Rigwa is? Yeah, for sure. So, in short, it's uh, an insulated food storage container. So, think about your favorite coffee mug or water bottle that keeps your drink hot or cold for hours. This is a very similar technology. So double wall, food grade stainless steel, it's vacuum insulated in between the two layers and topped with uh, our patented lid that presses air out. So it'll keep food hot or cold for hours. Um, makes for an amazing food storage container at home in the pantry or the fridge. But based on the, the double wall construction, it's just, it's incredible for food storage and meals uh, on the go. So it'll keep food hot up to four hours and cold up to eight. So a ton of flexibility and taking different kinds of meals with you wherever you go. I love that. And you know, uh, Jenny Fisher, she was um, she, the retreat I went on in March. She had all these rigma bowls because you guys, you know, sponsored them and they are amazing. But she described it as like the Yeti, but for food. Do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just at a big trade show in Chicago a couple of weeks ago and like everyone that it, it was an ACE hardware trade show and they sell a ton of Yeti and ACE around the, the country and around the world. And um, that was the common feedback. People would pick it up. And a lot of times they didn't even realize from a distance that it was stainless steel, but they'd pick it up and mess around and play with it. And um, yeah, we think the world of Yeti, we have Yeti products at home. We think they make a fantastic product. So for people to compare our product to a top brand like that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's flattering. On, on the sarcastic side, we always say, well, yes, but Yeti doesn't have a bowl. I'm sure they will at some point. Um, but it's certain, that's certainly a great analogy. Um, and we, uh, we appreciate the uh, being in that company. Yeah. Do you, and that was a question I was going to ask you is like, do you worry about major competitors coming out with something very similar to what you guys are creating? Um, early on, we did. Uh, that was a fear. You know, I, I actually went to a couple uh, contacts that I had when we first launched and one of them specifically said, yeah, we're, we're interested, but we are hearing Yeti's coming out with a bowl. So we think we're going to wait for that. And I was like, Whoa, ah. <laughs> interesting feedback. Um, but they still haven't, you know, going on almost three years later, they still have not come out with it. And um, since then, we have seen some other larger brands come out with them, most notably the um, bowls from Hydro Flask, which, you know, our bowl holds like our, our launch product is Rigwa 1.5 because it holds one and a half quarts. And that's kind of how we came up with the name. Um so one and a half quarts is really sizable, up to 48 ounces. Um, it's a lot of food. The Hydro Flask line came out with a one, three, and five quart bowl with um, more of a Pyrex type of lid, you know, that just kind of mm. like sets on top. And 
Hydroflask is massive. Um, they're all over the world. They're in all the outdoor stores. They're in Dick Sporting Goods. They're everywhere in the U.S. And those products really did not do very well. And um, now we're actually faced with interesting challenges. Our product, we're seeing companies buy more of ours and you know discounting the Hydroflask products and getting them out of the, off the shelves. So there's some really good stuff there, but it also starts to combat this idea of just industry-wide, hey, we had an insulated bowl from a top company like Hydroflask and it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Why would we bring Rigwa in? Like, so that's an, so when, when a competitor of the size of Hydroflask or Yeti comes in, it can open up some opportunities because it can really highlight some of our competitive features um, and kind of value props of the product and our brand, but it can also create a little bit of a narrative across the industry, just more generally kind of broad stroking, hey, it's a vacuum insulated bowl and you just get lumped in that category. So mm-hmm. we'll, time will tell, but right now, um, to date, it's been a really, it's been more of an advantage for us to see bigger competitors come in with um, obviously biased, but somewhat un- unbiased comment that more <laughs> inferior products. Um, but Rigwa products are really intended to be used every single day for food storage at home, meals and snacks on the go, a huge sustainability play. And we feel like that along with our continued innovation with new products is it's going to keep us out in front for, for a while, we think. Yeah. And you guys are building such a great community here in Charleston. I know there's a ton of people that back you guys up and want to support you guys. And, you know, as a business owner myself, like thinking about, you know, being trampled on by these big businesses that have tons of money. It's like you, you root for the, like the smaller guys, right? Right. You want them to succeed. And not only like you, your product is so good. Uh, The lid I was, when we recorded this yesterday, I was explaining like the lid, how it seals everything. I took the Rigwa bowl to the beach with my two boys and I brought my uh, muesli cereal in it and the milk didn't get, you know, anywhere. So that is, that's super, that's huge. I leave it in my car. So, um, I love that about, um, your product. Now, can you explain how you guys came uh, up with this idea? Of course. Yeah. And there's, um, obviously a long version of the story. So I'll start with a short and then, uh, you tell me, tell me where we can dive in deeper, but it all started really in is kind of mid 2017. We were doing a taco night, um, taco dinner with the kids three at the time. And the queso kept getting, cold and you know hard on top and the kids were complaining and so jericho was running back to the microwave to reheat it and i think after the third or fourth time she looked at me and i was drinking a cocktail out of a um, tumbler like double wall insulated tumbler and she's like why don't they make something like that for food um and the light bulb we just both kind of stopped and looked at each other um and you know we have different ideas all the time around the house when you have a bunch of kids you just inevitably are thinking of new ideas that might make your life easier and 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 uh a, a little better mm-hmm. um, but that one both just struck us like wow there's got to be something on the market so we went online and we searched amazon and google and all over the internet and outside of a few niche products there really wasn't there really wasn't much on the market. Um, most of them were like these vertical wall, like canister type type products. Uh, a lot of kids will eat soup out of those kind of things for lunch. Um, but that's not what we were looking for. We were looking for something more versatile and we were sure there was something out there, but we just, we didn't find it. So after uh, more and more research, like, man, if we're looking for this and there's nothing on the market, um, 
let's go for it. Like, let's, let's come up with a design ourselves and, uh, and, and let's, let's take a run at it ourselves. And through that process, we did a lot of socializing with friends and family, um, other like local business leaders that we knew well, and we got a lot of feedback and a lot of it was really validating for the path that we were on, that we wanted something super versatile that could be used for meals and snacks at home in the office, but then something that was also, um, you know, helpful for meal planning and prepping and being able to take fresh food with you as opposed to putting it in a lot of that like really breakable cracking plastic type type containers. Um, and then obviously being in Charleston, like with kids that are always at sporting events and going to the beach and out on the boat. Um, yeah, we wanted something that could really do it all. And that that became the catalyst for our design and concept and the rest, as they say, is somewhat history. So, yeah. Now, did you like start drawing out like the design of the bowl? And then how did you guys bring your idea to life? We did. My, my book is here somewhere of all my, my drawings. Um, <laughs> we're not on video, so it wouldn't make sense to show up, but it's a ton of drawings. We, we started with a lot and a lot of the conversations and drawings that we had were around size and like angles, having something that would look really cool, that would be sleek and attractive that people would want to take with them, um, but also super functional in terms of being able to eat out of it, right? Like we didn't want a canister type product. We wanted something that had bowl-like angles that you could really eat out of. And the size of our larger bowl is great for like shareables, you know, for tailgating and taking, as you mentioned, like taking to the beach with kids. So wanted something that you could really get in and, and dip and share. So all of our designs uh, early on, we're trying to find the right shapes and angles and sizes. Um, and then from there, we actually worked with, from my previous life in a, with a large recruiting firm, we worked with an engineer that I knew there to come up with some initial drawings and it was all actually at the beginning it was very rectangular shaped and then we realized as we went through the manufacturing process that that wouldn't fly so we had to really round it out into a bowl um, and you know we went from concept into actually trying to produce the product and get into a prototype phase and that's a whole nother story you know trying to research and find production facilities that will take on a small startup company that's doing, you know, minimal numbers. Right. And you may experience the same thing on your side with, with your business, Lauren, but like with stainless steel products and materials and production of small runs, that's a, that was a whole nother battle, but we got really fortunate in finding a good partner that took it from, you know, chicken scratch drawings and one engineering drawing to a, a manufacturable product. Mm. Now, when you were designing this and bringing it to life, how long did that process take before you got your first like prototype back? Um, a little over a year. Okay. Um, a little over a year. Well, a little over a year for the first stainless steel product. You know, a lot of times you're on video so you can see it, but this is like a plastic. This is a screw on top for a pipe yeah. that we're working on but they'll come in a plastic prototype first that they just do through 3d screen printing. We probably got that within about six months um, of sending our drawings over to, uh, to this partner, which, you know, that's a good time frame. I think for a first launch product, we work a little bit faster than that now. Um, but then taking something from 
you know, a plastic prototype and going through actual tooling, right. And for metal products and plastic lids and getting everything to really fit seamlessly and, and to create something really high quality, that's where a lot of the time comes in. And as a owner and a designer and a creator, you can make a decision. Do I want to meet a timetable and just get something out? Or do I really want to slow down and make sure that this is going to be a really high quality product that we can put our name behind for years to come? We slowed that process down. We wanted something that was going to be really high quality. We could be really proud of that we would want to use on a daily basis. And so it took us a little bit longer. We didn't launch so we started this process mid to late 2017, and we didn't launch the company and that product until the very end of 2019. So about two and a half years of R&D, concept, tooling, prototyping, and then finally production. Mm. Can you explain to the listener what R&D is? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're talking to me, so I know. But <laughs> Yeah, re- research and development. So just yeah. all the research and development. Like we had no idea. We, of course, had Yetis and Hydroflask products and Stanley and, you know, any number of different like mugs and bottles. But as, a, as just a, a consumer until we started the company, we had no idea what vacuum insulation actually meant. So there was a lot of research that went into understanding what that meant how it worked. And then a lot of the parameters that exist in creating new products, like because of that process, you can only have certain angles, right? You can only have certain sizes. You know, there are some restrictions to that. So that took a lot of research. And then we went in, into the development phase and you prototype, and then you go back to research, back to development. There's a yeah. little bit of a loop there until you uh, come up with something that you're ready to put to market. <laughs> Did you ever, cause you have to be really patient through this process. Did you ever find like where you lost almost like your momentum? Like, okay, how are we going to keep doing this? Like, is it worth it? Um, anything like that where you're like, it's just, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's happened so many times at this point. I've, I've for sure lost count. It's probably at a, at a weekly point. Um, <laughs> But early on, it certainly, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's so many moving pieces to starting a business, scaling a business and growing it. Um, I mean, there's so many different um, functions to the business and we're still a very small team and we've we've kind of self-funded the this entire project so far. And as a result of that, you, you have to really choose priorities, but you're constantly faced with challenges, hurdles, um, new things that you just have no idea, um, like how, how to get her over that hurdle or, or through that challenge. And, and you have to figure it out. Um, when you get hit with several of those in a day or several of those large challenges in a week, I mean, at times it just feels like, can we get through this? Right. Mm-hmm, right. I think at this point, two and a half years into the business, almost three, like we, we know that we'll get through most of things. launch. What's that? I said of launch. You said three, you know, you, this, is, you brought this to life or started to bring this to life in 2017 and then, but you launched it in 2019. So I'm just saying, you, you know, you've been doing yeah. this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, it, and so I think we have more confidence now we can figure a lot of stuff out, but it still doesn't change the, like the battle that we're faced with. Really it's a daily, weekly basis at times 
um, of how are we gonna, going to figure this out? And we've no doubt had plenty of times where we've looked at each other and said, what are we, what are we right. doing? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you have to have a very strong support system. And I will also say for us, we do believe in the products that we're building and the, the gap in the market that exists for these type of products. Um, so that, that really gets us excited to keep going. And the biggest thing, Lauren, for us is there's so many customers, both at like retail, like large retail stores, mid-sized, small retailers, individual customers that give such great feedback so consistently that, I mean, that is fuel to keep mm-hmm. going when you need it the most, right? Like when you're down and out and super yeah. frustrated, you get feedback like that. You're like, oh, all right, maybe, maybe we are on the right path. Totally. Yeah. You'll get like a message or a share. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I needed that. Or yeah. Like the feedback you said, um, you talk about raising or kind of like funding this yourself. Now it's you and your wife, you guys have five kids, kids are expensive um, and it requires so much time and everything else. Are you guys both um, all in on this or, cause a lot of people begin their businesses as a side hustle. Are you guys doing this on the side? Do you guys have other jobs or are you guys both like all hands on deck on this? No, we're, we're both all in on it. Um, it's certainly, you know, as a family business, I, I think I've described it to people um, very consistently. I mean, with five kids, like that is in many, in many ways, a full-time job. Totally. Um, from the moment they wake up in the morning to all their different activities and homework at the end of the day. I mean, it's like, that is a full-time job. And Jerrica really takes the lead on that. I try to help out as much as I can, but I mean, she like runs the family when it comes to that. And her and I end up spending a lot of time talking about Rigwa because we are a woman owned business. Jerrica is the owner of the company. It was her idea from the beginning. So, you know, she's heavily involved in like a lot of those kind of CEO level conversations and decisions. Um, and then all the day-to-day stuff is where I, I spend all of my time. And, and to that point, we're both all in. Um, she was doing real estate before full-time and like super busy with real estate. And I had a 17, almost 17 year career with a recruiting firm previously. Um, but I left that in 2020, like a month after we launched uh, Rigwa officially. So yeah, we're, we're all in. And this is um, this is kind of our our uh, sixth baby, if you will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> where, we put, where we put so much uh, attention into it. There's no other way. I, 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 it was a little bit of a side hustle for me early on and, and for Jerrica too, just before I left that company, like doing things on the side and on weekends. But there's only so much you can get done in a true start. I mean, if you're going to really commit to growing it and building something special, um, I don't know how you can do it as a side hustle, quote unquote, I, I would, I can't see how we would have rig where it is now uh, as a side hustle with five kids. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks with, for adding with, that on. <laughs> with five kids, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, that's a whole other ball game. Um, okay. So you launched this November, 2019, and then COVID happens. How did that kind of change your business or did it? Yeah, great, great question. I, um, there, it was a roller coaster ride. So there are a lot of things that went really well and were unexpected and became 
you know, really advantageous for our business. And there are some things that really, really hurt us. And we're actually still kind of feeling different effects um, on the negative side of that specific to supply chain. But, you know, when, when COVID first hit, and it's hard for people to remember this, I've had conversations with people about this. And it's interesting, we, we ha- like as a society, a lot of people seem to have kind of amnesia about that, that moment in time. But there is a state of paralysis. Um, I, we talked to so many businesses because we were actively speaking with more and more retail stores about getting in and start signing contracts and getting things going. They were super excited about the product and the brand and the brakes were slammed on us. I mean, slammed. So you go like you're three months out of the gate, tons of momentum. You're starting to plan like your next product and new colors and new sizes. And then it was like, I mean, almost to a screeching halt. And, and a lot of the retailers that we were talking to are these smaller to mid-sized companies for the, for the most part. And they didn't know if they were still going to be in business in three months. So they weren't really inclined to go out and spend money on this new brand. So we went from that, the state of paralysis and state of, you know, no timeout, hold on, we got to figure out like what's happening here to an e-commerce moment in time that I don't think this we've ever seen before. I mean, things boomed from an e-com standpoint, right? Like outdoor space specifically was really booming. People were getting outdoors. They were traveling. The RV and van life world was booming. So we started to see a nice uptick in outdoor stores around the country. Um, and then people were trying to get more creative at home in their kitchens with, you know, cooking different things and having outdoor picnics and outdoor dining experiences. So Rigwa fit really well into that world too. So we ended up seeing a nice jump in business, like midway to latter part of 2020. Um, if we had been Lauren, if we had been two years ahead when COVID hit, I think we would have seen monstrous gains. We were still so new that we didn't know what we didn't know. And we weren't in a great place to really adapt to this, you know, very quickly changing marketplace. Um, The other thing that was really interesting, and I think this is kind of a, maybe a, a lesson learned for us and hopefully some of your listeners or other business owners, but the supply chain effect, you know, everyone was looking at the supply chain as a big negative. And even now, like we're seeing it as a big negative, but at the time, we had a lot of product and larger brands in the outdoor space and in the home and kitchen space had no inventory. They couldn't get it over. Wow. So that created a massive opportunity for us to come into these stores and say, you've been thinking about our product. You like it a lot. We have inventory in hand and we can ship it to you immediately. And that created a great opportunity for us to, to really get into more retail doors specifically um, that I don't know that we otherwise would have. Um, the, these stores became a little bit more and the buyers became a little bit more open to a new innovative brand than uh, than they had previously been. So that was those were some of the 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 big positives and there are certainly some some negatives I can go into if you want. Yeah, so you're dealing with some supply chain issues now. Oh yeah, big time. Uh. Oh, that's because you're getting your product from overseas, right? We are. So we produce it and then we ship it. And the the shipping process 
you know, when we first started, this is always like just the numbers behind this are shocking. So our first shipment over that landed in 19, in November of 19, for an entire container cost $2,200, $2,200. And like, how many, how many products or how many bowls? Um, Like 5,000 plus. Okay. For the shipping, it was 2,200. Yeah, but it's by the container. So regardless okay. of how much was in there, like that container that you see on the back of an 18 wheeler totally. driving down the highway, like they have small ones and they have big ones. This was a, um, I think this was, I don't know, let's say it's a big one just for easy math. Um, that same container that we brought over, it's about the same number of units, 5,000 units in during COVID was $22,000. Oh my God. So- like that's the impact that it, that it had for like financially and like $20,000 more. Like, are, are you out of your mind? Like what's that's going insane. Um, so it's not just the cost. Now we've done a lot of stuff to come. The prices are coming back down um, and they have been um, and we're doing stuff to combat it. Like our shipment that's been sitting outside the New York, New Jersey port for five weeks now. So this is driving us crazy because it's got all of our new stuff that we're ready wow, to launch geez. just sitting there for five weeks. Uh, that's got nearly 20,000 units on it. So cost, you know, it'll cost us 12 grand or so, 11 grand to get over. So you look at your cost per unit and we, we drive that way down, but still, you know, you can see it go from 2,200 to 22 grand and now it's floating between eight and 12. That's one piece that cost, but it's, um, it's for us, it's the timing, you know, the, the timing of, of sitting and waiting making commitments and promises and, you know, pr- through like promos to your customer base and to retailers, like, Hey, we've got this new stuff coming in. You've seen it at trade shows. People are putting in orders and we've been told that it was going to take 35 days. And now we're approaching 75, 80 days. Mm. And, you know, it, you're, you're making promises and commitments and you can't back them up and it sucks. Yeah. Have you thought about like, what if I just drive there and get these items and bring them back? <laughs> yeah i mean we've, we've tried we've tried everything I'm sure you it's have sitting, it's sitting in the water i'm like you know is there oh. a, a way to yeah so it's sitting off the port and has been for a month so i'm thinking it's like in a warehouse or something no god i've that would i've driven up there i would yeah. have a uh, trucker's license by now to go to <laughs> so yeah it's, just, it's sitting in the water and so so that this is something jarek and i talk about probably daily. And there's really nothing we can do. I mean, we have spoken to everyone we can speak to. We continue to look at alternative solutions, um, but we have to control, we can control. So we can continue to sit and be frustrated every single day around the product, not being here, but we're looking at like, what can we do? What can we control? And what can we do right now to be productive? Um, so a lot of our activity right now is still talking to retailers, keeping existing retailers updated, being highly communicative with them so they know what's going on. They don't feel like we're hiding, um, working with new retailers to get in because we know this stuff is coming, working on our online marketplace to really boost things up there. Like we're going to dive into TikTok like really aggressively over the next year. So there's a lot of setup stuff that takes there that we can control and we can put a lot of investment and time into being productive there. So as the product comes in, we're, we're not starting from ground zero. Hopefully we're a few steps ahead and it, and it expedites the the growth even more. 
That is such a healthy way of thinking. And this is, you know, a self-improvement show. I know we talk about business. We talk about all things, you know, fitness and how we can improve ourselves daily. And no matter if you have a business or um, whatever is going on in your life, being able to control how you handle things like life is going to be thrown at you in so many different ways. And you can't control that. But what you said is like controlling how we approach this and focusing on other things where we can up level. I think that, um, that's, that's huge. What does a typical day for you and your wife look like? (laughs) (laughs) Choking there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no one day that I think looks like the next day to be frank. And I, what helps Derek and I really work well is that we both know that and we talk and communicate a ton and we respect the hell out of each other. So as things change, which inevitably every single day they do, we're able to work together to work through it. If we were too rigid, Lauren, I think we would both just drive each other crazy. Um, and the kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so on, like in a, on a typical school day, like they're up at six fifteen or so. And, you know, Jericho will typically get all their stuff ready in the morning. Um, we're very fortunate to live where we do the kids walk to school. So the, um, the, the two that are in elementary right now, they walk or ride their bikes a few blocks to school. And then our middle schooler who's in sixth grade now, she's like uh, 45 minutes or so behind them. And she rides her bike to, uh, to her middle school and then we got the two little ones that wake up and they're, they're in school at like the little church up, up the street. So Jericho will typically just drop them off or like this morning, we actually both walked up there to, to drop them off. And those, that time for us is, you know, it's great, great time with the kids. I think um, one thing that we're committed to, especially at these early ages is spending as much time with the kids as we can it's uh, everyone always says it like, Oh, it flies by. And before you know it, they're in college or whatever, but at our, the phase in life that we are with a two-year-old and an 11 year old in sixth grade, we're already seeing it. She's on, she has a phone now. So she rides her bike through the neighborhood. She hangs out with her friends after school, a lot of sleepovers and we're already seeing her less. And yeah, um, it's kind of sad, you know, it's sad in in a way, but it's, you know, liberating in a way too. Right. But yeah. So it's, it's the, the setup for school and that in and of itself is a big process. And then we've got, you know, Jerrica has time during the day to, you know, to do any number of different things. I'm typically at the office um, from eight or nine until four or five. And then we're back home, you know, back to the, uh, the meeting place here at home to get ready <laughs> for activities and practices. Cause all the kids have soccer and gymnastics and, any number of things, Lauren. So that typically takes us until, you know, seven 30 or eight at night where the half the kids are eating dinner. If we can, we eat dinner together as a family as often as possible. Um, and then it's getting ready for bed. So it's into a routine. And then once they're in bed, and this is the part that I feel like very few people see, um, that honestly is where a lot of the work takes place for us. So we talk a lot about products and what's coming next and all these little details, And then we have a lot of partners that are overseas. So they're 12 hours ahead of us. So at nine o'clock, I'm typically on a conference call at 10 o'clock. I'm typically on a conference call, um, working through some sort of 
I mean, any number of things, right? Product design, shipping, quality control, whatever. Um, and then the day wraps up and the next day it's uh, pretty much the same thing until, till a wrench gets thrown in it and we adapt and adjust, but that's, uh, that's oh, the run. I'm tired. Just like thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours of sleep do you, would you say you get and your wife? Um, probably like seven ish. Okay. Yeah. So you're still getting your sleep. Yeah. 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 And we work out a lot. Like I just heard you mention that in terms of, you know, um, the, the podcast overall. Right. And, um, we are big believers in living a healthy, Brigwa helps us live a healthier life for sure. But, um, Jerrica works out three, four times a week. Um, I work out or exercise three, four times a week too. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a huge part of just our sanity and it's not just working out for us. It's going to the beach, you know, it's going for a walk. It's just being outside and having no electronics around us, quite frankly, and just enjoying company and conversation. Sometimes just enjoying being outside and having it be completely silent with no yeah. kids. <laughs> There's never a silence with kids. So yeah, yeah, having a second and you answered my question. I was going to ask like what you did specifically, what you did specifically for yourself, what your wife does specifically for yourself and what you and your wife do to gather to step away from the business. And um, so you already mentioned that is exercise. What do you and your wife do that is separate from the business, separate from the kids where you guys can like check in with each other? Is there anything you'd like to do um, with each other or do you have time? <laughs> yeah. So the question is timely for us because with our youngest just starting to go to school three days a week, as of like two weeks ago, nice. it's giving us that window of three hours in the morning. And I found myself delaying work back later and I'll work more at night um, so that her and I can have those windows. Cause we haven't had them for a while. You know, we went through, the dating phase years ago where we were like, you know, playing tennis or we'd go play nine holes of golf or we'd go to the beach or, you know, just go for bike rides or date nights. But with all the kids, like, you know, and it's not a complaint, it's just, it's life, right? Like right. those windows become fewer and fewer. Um, but we're also at that point now, like we just played tennis on, uh, on what's today. <laughs> Tuesday, the Tuesday, <laughs> uh, Friday, Friday, we, we, uh, was our first real week of having a few hours in the morning. So we played tennis together and we'll do like, we'll play golf. And one of the things I love about Jerry, is we have a ton in common, but we can also just go do new things together. We can try new things. We can just sit in the house in complete silence and, and, or have a conversation and just both be totally content. But we're also with Jake being too, like we're getting ready to start date nights back. So we'll, we'll do those probably every two weeks and just stay very committed to it. We, we definitely want to try more restaurants in Charleston and like, just yeah. have that adult conversation and, and experience. So the question's a great one and it's timely. It's it, we're starting to see it come back just in the last two weeks. So we're, we're both excited about that. How long have you guys been together? So, um, seven years, almost seven years. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're a blended family. So okay. Um, I was married before two kids. She was married before one and then blended together. And we have two, um, two together. So 
that adds a whole nother dynamic that honestly to talk about over audio makes no sense. We need like a whiteboard and magnet <laughs> to like move stuff around because oh it's gosh. another level That's a of whole complexity. Other, yeah, other thing. Um, but you can tell like, you know, you have so much love for her and respect. And so I was, um, I was curious about that because, you know, with, with kids and with a business and then, you know, that that's a lot. And um, so I think that's really heartwarming to see. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's genuine. I I know she feels the same way, um, but there's no way, there's no way we would be where we are with the business or with the family um, without, without that respect. Um, We've talked to some of her siblings about like relationship advice and we don't really get into that conversation often, but um, aside from all of the you know, like shared sense of humor and common <laughs> interest. So I always right. say like just a really genuine respect for one another is a great foundation for being able to do so much in life and really be able to grow together because we're both growing as individuals as much as we are as, as a unit. Um, so yeah, we, I feel very fortunate that we have what we have. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Everybody loves a true, you know, love story. <laughs> I will, hey, we, we I, this isn't, you know, unless you want to take it that way, this isn't like a relationship story, but we've definitely no, had yeah. uh, our yeah. struggles there too. And we've both learned a, a tremendous amount. I think that help us now together have a, a very healthy relationship. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Hey guys, I wanted to take a second to tell you about a high fiber cereal that I eat almost every day and it's called Muesli. So Muesli is an all natural cereal, meaning it doesn't have preservatives, artificial flavoring, or natural flavoring. It's also gluten-free, plant-based, and it's so good, you guys. Now, not only does my husband and I enjoy it, but I've even packed it in my kids lunch with a single serving of muesli and ice pack and vanilla almond milk in a little container and that's the majority of their lunch now there are so many ways to enjoy it you can eat it as a cereal cold or warm as overnight oats in a smoothie in yogurt and you can even bake with it Fiber is something that is so underrated and in fact only 5% of Americans get the proper amount Now, fiber helps with so much. It helps in digestion by improving your gut health. It helps you stay satiated and energized. It aids in weight loss and helps fight chronic disease. So to get your Moosely cereal, head to mymoosleycereal.com and use code VISION15 for 15% off your order. That's mymoosleycereal.com and use code VISION15 for 15% off your order. And I'll leave all that information in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. I forgot to ask you earlier, but what, why the name Rigwa? Yeah, I'm, I can't believe I left that out of the uh, intro too, but that's, uh, those are our kids and really family middle initials. Um, so for us, it's a, the kids were a big reason why we started it. They've certainly been very influential in how we've grown the brand. But for us, it's also just a great reminder of, you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it and um, keeps the family at the center of, of all that we're doing. So we love it. It's, it's interesting. Like people <laughs> forever ask us, especially at these trade shows where you'd like talk to thousands of people within a week, you know, what's the name, where does it come from? And uh, you know, you hear them try to pronounce the name 
but as they as they say it and as they hear the story like they really gravitate to the story they gravitate to our family story uh, and the brand overall so um yeah we um we love the name of it and it, it's it's really cool to kind of hear more and more people talking about rigwa just as a brand even when they don't know the story behind behind the name so it's been it's been nice to see it evolve yeah, I love that. And actually, I probably mispronounced in the beginning, and then I had to hear people because I I'm um I'm known to mispronounce words all the time. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I heard somebody else pronounce it. I'm like, oh, that's how you say it. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. How did you say it? What was I calling it? Riga, maybe. <laughs> or something. Yeah. I can't remember how I was saying it, but now it's like ingrained in me. It's Rigwa, Rigwa. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but I know I was mispronouncing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. We, we initially wanted to do something that was like more bowl centric. And okay. then we are, we had already started thinking of other product concepts and we didn't want to put ourselves into just like a bowl lane. Uh, and we're right. happy that we didn't, I, th I think it's, it's really uh, reflective of just our brand overall and kind of our approach on things. Yeah. So what is like, what do you envision for your business? What is kind of like on the horizon or are there like any big goals that you can like share about what is next for Rigwa? Um, not on the goal front necessarily. Okay. Um, we're, it's been such, and I want to be, I have been asked this question, like, Hey, what are your goals for 2022? What are your goals for? And we certainly have goals, but they're, when people ask that they're typically asking like, you know, what are your growth goals, right? Like in revenue or in this or that we've had such a bumpy ride in the last two years that the, you know, the numbers that are there in many ways don't reflect where the business is. It's really hard to drive sales and revenue when you don't have inventory. And we right. went through a phase earlier this year from really January to middle end of March with no core products to sell. And that was like, it was just heartbreaking. Like it was so hard. Um, so why would we really compare our numbers from 2021 to 2020? I mean, things are moving up and they're going up, but not certainly not at the pace that we want or expect that they will over the next 12 to 18 months. Um, but if I go back to a message that I said earlier, like staying focused on the things that we can control, staying productive versus busy, we are spending a lot of time investing in um, product improvement, product enhancements, and new products. So we've learned a lot from the first few products that we released, and we're doing a lot to go back and make the materials better, more durable, more sustainable, function and operate um, more effectively. And then on the new product side, we're um, really excited about a series of things that we've already started um, the R&D on research. And, <laughs> uh, and we've actually started, we've uh, paid for tooling. So we've got a really cool uh, rectangular um, container, right? So it'll attack the lunchbox market really aggressively. It's amazing for food storage. Um, it, you know, the bowls are, are awesome, but as people are doing food storage in their fridge or in coolers, these rectangular and square products fit really well and, and really um, are, are very efficient with their space. So that one we're, <clears throat> we're really excited about. Um, and then we've got a, uh, 
a product that I showed you earlier that's going to have a screw-on lid to it, which will also mm-hmm. go after that lunchbox market for you know, probably more the middle school, high school kids, and then um, really the outdoor and adventure world. So it'll be a complete leak proof screw on seal to it. Um, it'll still have some of our um, kind of Rigwa branded uh, trademark type features on it. But uh, we're really excited about that and the market that that can tap into. And then beyond that, we're we're looking really aggressively at different carry options. So some, some nice innovative, uh, like soft, insulated uh, lunch bags and tote bags, um, just giving people different options for carrying um, our products or their own products uh, wherever they want to go. So beyond that, there's probably three or four other things that are really high on the list, Lauren, but the next three that we're really excited about are the rectangular container, the screw on lids coming and what we're calling the adventure series. That's kind of abbreviated and then the uh, the carry options. So cool. Do you have any, like, when you think about your brand, is there any like major retailer that you're like, oh my gosh, that would be a dream? Um, of course, yeah. I think two that are probably at the top of the list right now for us based on our size and it just being a complete perfect marriage would be REI and Whole Foods. Um, Whole you know, Foods, REI. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we walk through the Whole Foods here and we see flip-flops in the freezer aisle, I got to think, man, (laughs) a bowl that keeps food pressure longer would be amazing in their produce section. Or even they've, you know, since COVID, they brought back the the salad bar and food bar there Mm -hmm. and they just use like uh, paper containers. Um, But Whole Foods is a great market. I mean, you think about the average consumer that's going into Whole Foods, they care about what they're putting into their body. They're oftentimes living an active lifestyle. And that is perfectly aligned with Rick, what people that care about what they're putting in their body and people that are on the go and living an active lifestyle. So our products, even some of them being well positioned in Whole Foods would be, I think, just a, a perfect marriage. Um, and then REI just from an outdoors perspective, but also what they represent outside of products, right? I mean, it's a huge push on sustainability, um, doing, building a business for good, uh, doing it the right way. Um, there, there, I think probably a lot more than just the size of REI, what they represent is really well aligned with what Rick was trying to become. I see it happening. It's, I can't wait for the day where you're like, we're, we're here, you know, and because yeah. I, I can see it, but Whole Foods, what I was saying, I didn't realize they don't have one out over here um, in Somerville, but, and I haven't been into one in a really long time, but I didn't realize they had other products like that. I didn't know they carried flip-flops in the freezer aisle. So that <laughs> that's makes my, sense. That's my, uh, <laughs> I went through there the other week and they weren't that's... in there anymore, but they sell like Yeti, Porksicle and okay. Hydro and, yeah. but it's all bottles and right. they really don't have any food containers very much like, like all these stores, they don't have a product like Rigwa in there. And it seems like it would be a kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Perfect match. So I think this is the perfect gift for anybody that's active, likes to spend time outside, brings their lunch to work. Um, and the holidays are coming up and you have, so we're doing, we're going to do a giveaway. Can you explain, uh, what, so what we'll have you do is screenshot this podcast episode, tag myself at Lauren period Kubat and tag Rigwa 
on your story, just sharing maybe um, just a screenshot of the picture, what you liked about this episode, whatever, (laughs) share it to your story, tag us, and we will pick one lucky winner to win what, Zach? So we're going to give away uh, one large Rigwa Bowl, which is the Rigwa 1.5. We're going to give away a set of the inserts, the divide and conquer inserts. So it's a set of two. Um, and we're also going to give away a set of the bamboo utensils. So a real, a complete set that will, uh, hopefully someone will love. A lot. Yeah, I know they will. This is such a good prize. And then if, um, listeners just want to go to your website and purchase right away, we are doing, um, 20% off with the code vision 20. That's 20% off with the uh, code vision 20. I will leave that all in the show notes too. But like you said, this is perfect for really anybody. I'm super excited about your lunchbox containers because I made my son uh, moosely today with a single server, whatever. And then I needed a smaller container and I had to use an ice pack or whatever. So that's going to be super cool to just be able to throw um, in their lunchboxes as well and provide a, a healthy alternative to school lunches. So, so exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. We're excited too. And thank you so much for, uh, for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for taking the time to, you were so kind. I want everybody to know you were so kind and like the <laughs> internet was messing up and I call my husband in afterwards. I'm like, what is going on with the internet? He's like, you're using the wrong one. And I'm like, of course I am like, <laughs> and you're like, no big deal. We'll just make it happen. Cause I release these episodes every Wednesday. So I'm releasing this episode tomorrow. So I was happy that you're like, this time worked out perfect. So thank you so much. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. You guys remember to share this episode, tag myself, tag Rigwa, uh, go to their website, get your Rigwa bowl. It's amazing. And remember you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed. So you know, when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision. And one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again. And remember to go after the life you want. Bye guys. Bye.